0: Well, it's my great and awesome privilege to invite up this morning an awesome man. This man is a farmer, and he's a faithful farmer. This man is a fencer, and he, 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 he honestly, you want to see him work. He is a tremendous fencer, and he's very faithful with his fencing, and he's very good at it. He does it as unto the Lord. and He does it with excellence. He's also a father of a family, and he really cares about his family. He's also very fit. How many efforts do we want this morning? He's also very fit But he's also a pillar in the church And he leads by example And he's an elder in our church here at Excite I just want to honour you Dave as you come up You're a mighty man of God And we're just excited to hear from you this morning What God has placed in your heart Because I know it's going to be of great value To the church this morning In Jesus name, bless you I was going to come up and grab the mic (laughs) from But he went too far You're an an awesome man, Paul, awesome man. Just pray. Father, I I thank you for calling and purpose. I thank you for boldness and courage. I thank you that it's uh, your spirit uh, that puts us over and empowers us. And Father, not by might, not by strength, but by your spirit, says the Lord. And Father, I just pray that as I've prepared and put things together, that the right things will come out. And Father, I pray for every um, person with a pair of ears that they hear you, not just they, but hear you, Father, and that it cuts deep into us in the name of Jesus. Awesome. Um, The scripture I'd like to start with is from Psalms 127, verse 1, and it says this. Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects the city... Guarding it with sentries will do no good. I've been, um, I really like these themed months. I think they're fantastic and they keep you in a, in a nice flow of, of um, consistency. So I'd just like to sort of go over some of the past messages of this month. Paul had an excellent message. He opened up Master Builders. And he said, Jesus brings adjustment to keep us building right. And the the thing um, that really struck me about Paul's message was he said that we need to think generationally. That what we do is building for future generations. And that really um, challenged me with praying for my own children, um, the young people that I'm involved with. That what we do impacts generations. It's not just about us. It's not just about us. Wayne, he talked about it takes time to build properly. He actually is a master builder by trade. It takes time to build, but we need to make sure we build properly, to stick to God's plan, to trust him. And he's building us into a temple together, living stones together. And then Reuben, he said, you can only operate effectively in your calling when you are established and secure in God's love for you. It all starts with his love for us, not our love for him. That's an awesome thing just to meditate on. And then Ruth last week, I know she didn't preach, but just in one of her opening statements, she said this, God is out to make us whole. What he starts, yeah. he will finish. Yeah. So I'd, I'd really encourage you. I like what Mel said about taking notes because it, um, it can be a religious thing, but I like taking notes because you pick out these gems. You know, Ruth just said that just in passing, and I thought about it all week. And you think about these out to make me whole. You know, and what he starts, he's going to finish. Those are awesome things just to pick up on. Okay, so for me this morning, uh, my main text is going to be from... Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and looking, reading from verse 10. It's up there. It may be a different, slightly different translation, um, but who cares. Uh, because of God's special favor... This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Because of God's special favor to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Yeah. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful... For no one can lay a foundation other than the one we have already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now anyone who builds on that foundation may use gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay or straw. But there is going to come a time of testing at the judgment day to see what kind of work each builder has done. Everyone's work will be put through the fire to see whether or not it keeps its value. If the work survives the fire, the builder will receive reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builders themselves will be saved, but, but like someone escaping through a wall of flames. And then verse 16 says, Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God? This is what Wayne was talking about. And that the Spirit of God lives in you. God will bring ruin upon anyone who ruins his temple, for God's temple is holy, and you Christians are that temple. Yeah. The thing that intrigued me was uh, was the use of the terms gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay and straw. That intrigued me. And the use of fire. and I was thinking, well, if you think about all those things, how are they going what's going to happen to them when you put them in the fire? Gold and silver will be purified. If you heat them, the dross comes off, be purified, jewels will be ruined, and then the wood, the hay, and the straw will get burned up. So I was intrigued how that related to how we build, how we build things in our lives, and... um, Talking to Glennis about it, she said, well, clarify what the gold and the silver is. And, and this is just, you know, this is just me. But you think about what things are gold. Gold is eternal. Things are eternal. I'm thinking about what are the things that are most precious. And the first thing that came across my mind was being close to the Lord. You know, he, he builds in us relationship. And when you think about God that created the heavens and the earth, the most amazing thing to me is his friendliness. The fact that he would want anything to do with us, it's his will. It's his love. He reaches out to us with a hand of love. So I think that abiding, staying close to him, is a precious, eternal thing. You can think about the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Scriptures actually says in Galatians that against those things there is no law. That means you can go as far out into those things as you like. You know, there's no opposition from God. And those things are gold. Those things are eternal. We need to build those things into our life. I was thinking about what is silver? Honesty, integrity, walking in forgiveness, wisdom, hard work, diligence, wise counsel, quality time with your children, good marriages, helping people. You know, these things build in a way that is eternal. And then I was thinking about, you know, what's hay. And what are the things that are going to burn up? Those, those are selfish things. Those are things that don't really count eternally. Um, selfishness, doubt and unbelief, foolishness, um, satisfying our lusts, things like that. So I just want to throw that out there. One of the th- interesting thoughts I had was, um, with regards, that, you know, that, that scripture is from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 is sort of talking about end times. In the end times, each person's work is going to be tested by fire. And the thing I thought about was there's another end times scripture in um, Romans chapter 14, and it says this, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess an allegiance to me. That's the Lord saying, like, there's going to come a time in the end times when every single knee is going to bow to him. And I was thinking, well, we do that now, right? You know, we have chosen not to wait. We have chosen to honor the Lord now. We worship him. We confess him as Lord. So, you know, think about this. There's no time in the spirit, right? So here's something that's going to happen on judgment day. Every single person is going to be forced to bow. They're just going to have to bow. But we're doing that now, right? So we've brought that that thing from the end times right here now by faith. Well, I, I believe, um, you know, just hear me out on this one, that we can do the same thing with testing our works. We don't have to wait till, you know, we meet the Lord face to face to see whether the things we've been doing are going to be burnt up or whether they're going to be eternal. And so that's what I want to talk a bit about this morning. Um, we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. We can place our, ourselves in God's fire now. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that cool? <laughs> you know, I'm just being sarcastic. Well, that doesn't sound too cool, does it? But bear, bear, with, bear with me as we work through this. Um, you know, As Paul said, the last few years I've been fencing, um, contract fencing. One of my customers um, was Top Energy. And they had a, used to have a dairy farm just this side of Kaikoura, And I worked there off and on for four or five years, um, fencing, mainly electric fencing. Um, pretty simple stuff. You'd ram the post, you'd put up the wires. Um, heaps of kilometres of fencing. And, you know, you just, you just did it. It was sort of a daily grind. And, and they sent me out on a mission one time to find where a boundary fence was down. They had stock getting out, neighbours' stock getting in, so they sent me on a boundary survey. So what I had to do was, this farm was six, 700 acres, I had to walk the boundary fences, they gave me a rough idea, and to find out where the stock were going, I found this boundary fence that was like two wires left, um, going through native bush, rock, um, 45 degree slopes at times, coming down this hill, and I thought, gosh, is this it? You know, I, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> you, know, this, is, this is not, you know, this is not something I want to do. And so I talked it over with the manager. He said, that's the place. Um, put an electric fence around it, save all that work. And I, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know, that's not really the long-term solution to this problem. The, the tree's going to drop. They're going to ruin the electric fence, and stock are going to get through. So I said to the, to the farm manager, I said, you know, stuff it. You know, I'm going I'm to do this job, I'm going to do this fence. And so the, the, to cut a long story short, um, no machinery access, every post, every strainer was carried in, everything was done old school. Um, working down these 45 degree slopes, so I made a little cradle with a cover on it, because it was that steep as you dug the post holes, the dirt would roll down the hill. So I put this little frame beside me, made a platform to stand, and you know, I measured it on my iPhone. It was 43, 45 degrees going the slope, and so you'd put the dirt on this cover so it didn't roll away, so you put the post and ram the post up, and that's, that's what it took me, 10 days. I sent videos to my kids of digging a strainer hole, It'd take me two hours. At the end of the two hours, there'd be a pile of dirt and a pile of rocks. I would send my kids these videos, and so that was, that was an interesting job, and um, I, I relate to that story because... Um, You know, it's sort of like the decisions we face every day. You know, are we going to build long term? Are we going to build well? Or are we going to take shortcuts? And build, as Wayne said, as a builder, building takes time, building takes effort, and you've got to do it properly or it's not going to last. It's not going to last. And, you know, I've faced those decisions in my Christian walk. Do I make the harder, challenging choices or take the easy? To me, it sometimes seems that God is more interested in building character in me than He is in just making me happy. You know, short-term gain, but He's interested in long-term gain and building character in me. And I I find that most pertinent in relationships. You know, I've I've been a farmer most of my life. I've fenced. You work on your own a lot. Coming into a church atmosphere with people. Um, you know, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Now, don't be offended by this, but on the f- on the farm, most problems could be solved with a sharp knife, a chainsaw, a tractor, or a piece a piece of lead and planted at fifteen hundred feet per second. You know, with animals, you know, you get into some serious trouble. You know, I do lambing beats in my younger days. You know, I, I slit a few throats just because it was just impossible to do it any other way. Uh, you, you might don't understand, you're an animal rights activist, you know, don't give me a hard time. But, you know, that's what it was like. You come to people, you can't deal with people like that. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> and before, before coming along, Glenna said to me, no wife jokes, so no wife jokes. But, you know, the, the close relationships, especially, you know, marriage, um, you know, that, that puts it on the line. And sometimes I think, wow, you know, this is so hard, but character building, you know, that's where it's at. That's what's going to be the eternal blessing, to push into that. And when Paul was talking the other week about generational, thinking generationally, that blessed me for my children because I get a lot of feedback, not always positive from my children at times, about my faith and, um, you know, where they are at. And to be able to see the fact that every prayer that I pray for them has eternal value, that is a precious, precious thing. Every prayer I pray for my unsaved friends, regardless of what I see, is having an eternal effect on them. Yes. Challenging. People are so challenging for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a milder type of guy. And it's interesting to face people who can intimidate you. And just the way you choose your friends, are we just going to hang out with the people that, um, you know, blow sunshine at us and tell us how good we are? Or are we going to take on the more challenging relationships? And I think that um, my theme today was fire. And I think with regards to relationships, sometimes when you put yourself in a position to connect with people and love people that are hard to love, and even in, in our marriage situations when things are going pear-shaped sometimes, it's to do the right thing is almost like stepping into a fire. Yeah. You know, Because it's, so, it's easy to walk away. Yeah. That's a short-term solution. Long-term solution is stick with it, work it out. And what that fire does in me is it grows me. Yeah. Just like doing this with you this morning, getting up here and speaking and watching all these people look at me. You know, it's, you sort of, it takes you back and you think, you know, is what I'm saying right? You know, is this, is this with it? And that? But, you know, it's a challenge, you know. You grow. I talked to Wayne beforehand, just with him, him speaking last week, and he said, you know, there's a nerv- nervousness there, but it grows him to step up into that challenge. So the next, the next challenging thing that challenges me is, is leadership. And, um... I don't know. Two years ago, Paul and Ruth came and asked if I would um, come on and be an elder, and I can remember saying to Ruth, "I said I don't feel capable. I don't feel, you know, capable of do, of being an elder. I don't feel like there's that there." But I said, <clears throat> I said to her that I'm going to step up to the challenge in faith. And I really believe when they laid hands on me, I, that was a point of contact for me, a point of faith for me, that I was going to step up into this position and believe that God was going to help me in doing that. And in um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says this, By the power at work within us, God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we ask, think, or even imagine. Building God's way requires me to keep my eyes on Jesus and stay close to him. Building his way requires repetitive trusting. Repetitive trusting. I think one of the things that has made the difference in my life is godly habits. And, and I think godly habits are gold, to spend time in the Word every day, to pray every day, to walk through each day, regardless of whether you're shearing sheep or digging post holes or working in a kitchen or whatever, or with bees or whatever, you know, that we live a prayerful sort of life. And we're thinking about the Lord and thinking about scriptures and meditating on his word, those things are godly habits. Those are gold. They will build in you the nature of God, regardless of how insignificant they seem. God's building method is one of refining, using unpleasant heat to restore our spiritual molecular structure from the inside out. Challenging relationships, either, you can either choose to let them discourage you, or motivate you to a deeper dependency on Christ. The challenge of stepping up in my leadership responsibilities brings heat on me. At times it feels like I'm stepping into the fire, but his grace is always on me in everything he asks us to do. The truth is I can hold other people back by not moving forward myself. God puts His fire in us, so uh, we are restored to the way He sees us. You've got you've got to get that. You know He's not trying to change us. He's not trying to slap the nonsense out of us. He sees a picture of us in Christ, and He's trying to restore us to us. So get the word change out of your mind. Just think about restoration. He puts his fire on us so that we are restored to the way he sees us in Christ. So we correctly and accurately reflect Christ. I just want to um, finish with that last scripture, the first scripture I read. And it says, um, Psalms 127 verse 1. And it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, this is my translation, those who build it are wasting their time wasting their time so to build God's way is eternal and valuable and holds the lives of other people in in the, in the hands of that that building okay so let's just close your eyes please <clears throat> when I was um, praying about um, doing an altar call and just praying at the end I had a picture of um, you know the all blacks um, or any team sport I guess but most specifically the All Blacks and the guys on the field and the guys on the bench and the the thought that came to me was that God wants you on his team he wants you on his team but not just on the bench he wants you on the field of play now you, you know you can come along to church and do all all the good things but and not Step up onto the field of play, and if you're here today and you you don't know the Lord, um, you know I just give you that opportunity now to step up into Christ's team. Just raise your hand if you want to make that decision, and then I'd like to challenge everybody else who has got a specific challenge in front of them. I know you've got um, there's people here that have got challenges of new jobs. Um, specifically on your calling. I know there's people here that have, have come to a new country, even. You know, just these challenges of change. Those of you that have got challenges on you to step up in leadership and taking responsibility. I just want to pray for you now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you don't let us lead lazy, lethargic lives, but you are constantly putting your heat on us to bring about transformation and restoration. And Father, right now, as an act of our will, we yield ourselves to your fire in the name of Jesus. And as John spoke over Jesus that he is one that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Father, we deliberately step in your fire of challenge, of discerning the things that we do, that we would have the courage and the vision to let go of the things that are not of eternal value and hold just desperately to the things that bring life and live on into eternity. Father, I pray encouragement upon us us all as we take on more responsibility. I just pray the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, upon each one of us as we make the right choice and step out into, into your will in the name of Jesus. Awesome. Thank you. Amen.